Welcome to 40 Years to Freedom Podcast. You're listening to Jen. We've got Brittany here. How you doing today, honey? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's oh, I'm all it's almost Friday. It's, it's only Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like, it's been such a long week. Oh no, Tuesday. No, I'm <laughs> It's my Friday, but I won't rub it in. Yeah, please don't, because uh, I still got a couple days to go. Well, my boss is back in town, so when he's in town, it doesn't make a difference what's on the plate, the workload. Um, he, because his mind is like business all the time, you know, everything's yes. popping off all the time. So it's like then it like all this new stuff gets thrown into the mix, and it just kind of frazzles me sometimes. Yes. Like I feel like I've had a chill winter season right. since he's been gone, and. Um, the second he's back, it's like boom, 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 and it's like I'm I can work like that, but at the same time it drains me. No, like I get it, it really it drains. Me, I'd rather so. do that sometimes though. Like I know that you're it is any job like that's overwhelming, but like a mundane job that you do the exact same thing every day, I couldn't live my whole life like that. Mm-mm. I'm the same way. Um, speaking of, we're enjoying the lovely Chloe. I am falling in love with this brand. It's a good brand, huh? So for my mom's birthday, it was just my mom's birthday. And I bought uh, two bottles of the Chardonnay for her birthday. And pff, it was gone in minutes. And did she love it? Because I know yeah. she loved Chardonnay. She loved it. And yeah. she said she's going to order it from the Total Wine. But so when you see me. when you see the little teal van coming out to this neighborhood, you know, you know it's going to my anytime house. Anytime I see it, I literally <laughs> that's it. it's got my mom's wine on it. Sandra must have put oh, in an order. My goodness, yeah, exactly. So today, today is and the funny thing is, is I had to kind of. Um, so Brittany is doing social with me now, which is awesome. Yeah. So if you guys don't follow us on Instagram, follow us. It's Forty Years to Freedom. And Brittany did a story yesterday where she asked a question, like, and a bunch of people responded. Which I know, was I great. loved it. I great. It's the first time people have really engaged. I think on social. So thank you for You're that welcome. one. Um, great job. And the first subject was from your sister, actually, uh-huh. and she wanted us to talk about Mean Girls. Now, I kind of podcast is about. Some somewhat similar of a subject before with Anna, and but I want to take it on a different level because what she said I didn't even know what she was talking about. I had to look it up. Okay, like I had to look it up because I was just like, hmm, I don't, I don't even know what that means because I'm not watching the news. I'm not following certain people I guess that would be talking about that and then definitely out here with all these guys they didn't know anything about it. So we are going to talk about. Mean girls, right? Yeah. Mean girls. And what identifies as a mean girl? Uh, do you see yourself as a mean girl, even if it's just at times? And how to avoid the mean girls, I think, should be our subject today. Yeah, I like it. Okay. So <laughs> if you haven't seen the, the movie, it's funny because it's Wednesday, but neither one of us have pink on. The movie is about... I feel like every single one of our listeners has seen the movie. I mean, I've seen it so many times. I would hope. But Mean Girls is about a girl who transfers uh, to a high school and becomes part of the clicky girls, I guess, the popular girls, and instantly becomes one of them, like, overnight. And I feel like that's very true in life. Mm Mm-hmm. Because when I'm hanging out with certain people, sometimes I feel that my attitude goes towards theirs 100%. Right? Yep. Like whatever they're kind of feeling, maybe sometimes that sits in the back of your brain a little bit. And sometimes maybe you'll have that feeling at one mm-hmm. point, you know? Uh, working at a beauty school, I think, was like the epitome of being around mean girls because... I agree. 
the both of us were there and there was over 200 females you know between the ages of 18 to 24 every single day there and that is that's rough Mm -hmm. like being i feel like women in general have such a habit of tearing each other apart Mm -hmm. and tearing them down than ever giving them the credit or raising them up to where they need to be and and you know fixing those tilted crowns as they say Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a huge part problem of society Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I think, um, you know, going to beauty school, working at the beauty school, working in a salon, like I'm around a lot of women. And um, at one point in my life, I had I had to make a decision, like, what kind of person do I want to be? Because it's easy to fall into those cliques where people are catty or it's mean so easy. or, um, you know, like don't want to let insiders in. And, you know, I, I just... I didn't like that. I always, I was so scared to go to beauty school because I went in my 20s and I wasn't just, you know, 18. Um, and I thought it was going to be terrible, but I immediately found a good group of girls. And I told my best friend, Sarah, like, oh, we didn't have a mean girl experience because we had a, found a good group of girls to like be friends with. And Sarah's like, we were the mean girls. And I'm, I don't feel that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and I was your teacher, so I don't feel that way either. Um, I don't feel like that at all because I even, in my adult life now, like in the, in my thirties and stuff, like I've had to remove myself from toxic friend groups because I don't have the same thoughts as them and they've drained me or I felt humiliated after I left or like ashamed of myself for being in on those conversations. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't like how that makes me feel. Um, I've always prided my prided myself on like being a, a girl's girl. Um, I love my girlfriends. I think we have a really good core group of girlfriends who I respect and I agree. Um, enjoy being around. But there's times that we can get catty too. Like oh, there's times I that think- we could totally just be like hash it out and exactly yes, exactly yes. and and even sometimes still i leave feeling like Ugh, i shouldn't have been that way like yeah you know so um mean girls it, it happens it's it's very prevalent um it happens in all ages circles and i think even you know mean girls has the co- coin term but there's a mean boys mean men oh, most and definitely you know it happens most in definitely. both sexes um yeah for sure most so definitely. um but yeah i feel the exact same there's a lot of there's a lot of mean people out there and you got to rise above it sometimes. And you have to be the voice because more people, I think when like someone is going off and being mean, like if somebody were to stand up for what they're being mean for that mean person, all of a sudden looks like the ass and and it takes more people standing up, Mm -hmm. you know, versus it's so easy to be like, Oh yeah, look at her hair. It's awful. Or, you know, whatever the situation is, you know? Yeah. Well, I definitely think that it goes both ways. So I think there's mean girls and mean boys. Um, I was in a situation um, with guys and I said something to Chad where I was just like, from this point forward, I'm not keeping my mouth shut because I'm always one who's like, I'm not going to engage. I'm not going to engage. I'm just going to ignore it. Like my difference of opinion is you know it that it's different than mm-hmm. others especially around here and i try not to engage when people are being catty or dramatic or anything like that pretend that i don't realize what's going on unless i see a s- situation getting escalated well this situation situation did get escalated and i was so mad at myself 
Like I was so mad at myself afterwards because I didn't say anything or stand up for anybody. And um, I had the conversation with Chad about it. And I was just like, from this point forward, like I'm done. I'm done. My opinion should matter. My opinion shouldn't be disregarded. And if I don't like what's being said around me from this point forward, I'm saying something Mm -hmm. like from this point forward, if it gets me in trouble, it gets me in trouble. But this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And there's just come. It just came to a point where I just like, I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and then that that's what ended up happening with that. But yeah, I do. I see it with men all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like one of the males that we used to work with uh, at the school, he would start a lot. He was up in the office with you mm-hmm. and he was very dramatic. And I remember him saying to me one time that he loved to go to Roxy's, which is in the El Dorado. Oh. Right. And sit there and people watch mm-hmm. and just and judge, judge people and just judge them. Yeah. And it's like at, fi- at first you're like, oh, yeah, that, that that's sounds funny. like fun. Yes. You know, that, yeah, let's do that. But then that's so sad. It is. And so mean. And I hate to admit that I was part of that once. I think your sister was in town and we all went to Roxy's and we went dancing. Yep. And it was my uh, birthday. Yes. And um, he and I sat there on the ledge and he was brutal, mm-hmm. brutal. And um, it was like made me uncomfortable that I'm like, I can't ever go with him here again because I can't partake in that. Like yeah. the the good in me felt so guilty that mm-hmm. um, I even allowed it. I felt bad that I even continued but sometimes when you're young like I I there's been times in my life that I was a pushover and I would just do things to fit in Mm -hmm. and um, that's kind of where like the mean girl society comes from you do it more to fit in than actually feeling the way that the true culprit feels Mm -hmm. you know because you're just trying to again fit in like you're trying to be part of something Mm -hmm. and not all the times is that something something good exactly so uh, we (laughs) It started because your sister does wrote that we should talk about the Selim, Selena Gomez and Halle Bieber. Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber yeah. subject. The drama. The drama. And which I don't know. Again, okay. I don't know. These are not people I would follow. This right. is beyond way too young for me, I yes. guess you would say. Um, but I really had to like do a little research and it is drama it's and then it's deep. funny because you know how you say things and your phone picks up on it right oh yeah or i was searching your algorithm things. is all so like now like my tiktok and my instagram feeds are all about uh-huh. their drama together uh-huh. and i'm like how weird is that that's like not even 24 hours ago for sure you woke up this morning and saw this and now it's like by the way so yeah. the, it's like the epitome of mean girls though yes right yes. one girl says something the other girl says something back another yeah. one tweets about it another yeah. one has someone else tweet about it yeah and it's just unnecessary drama because they're both successful women. Yeah. And they both do their own thing and they both have all these things. Like you think that people always say money doesn't buy happiness. This is clearly, you know, the way, right? Because right. here's these two women who have all the money that they could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. And they're squabbling over nonsense. Right. Ultimately, it's internet. over Justin Bieber. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to have a fight, I mean, I mean, I would not be fighting about Justin Bieber. Who am I kidding? Neither I'm like Chris I. Stapleton, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I could name a few, but I won't. For <laughs> respect. Chase Rice. No, <laughs> um, no, but really, I'm not a huge Selena Gomez fan, nor am I a Hailey Bieber. I didn't even know that Hailey Bieber was um, famous other than she used to be like uh, her her 
made a name she's a baldwin like you know alec baldwin um related to them and now that all this stuff's coming out and i'm a tiktok i watch tiktok and i scroll on instagram same like it's all of a sudden like so what do i do in my free time i want to know what the drama is to assess who the mean girl really is you know yeah and um i think Haley, hallie Haley, Haley is the mean girl yeah i don't want to offend anyone but i think she's a psycho I think that she has. I think we're all a little bit psycho. Let's just be honest. In, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that age group, I get Justin Bieber is like the hot commodity. And I think she just like swooped in, had her eye on the prize, and she has like morphed into. She's not even herself, it seems. She's just like adapted all these behaviors that Selena had, who was Justin's previous girlfriend. And the. Like when people like compare side by side the things that have been done, it's like uncanny. It's kind of crazy what she has done and um, how brutally mean she's been to you know Selena Gomez. This and is public, crazy. public. Yeah. It's all public. Like yeah. you're doing it on platforms for sure. Like she'll go on an interview and say almost verbatim something that Selena had said on an interview a year before, or she'll see a post that Selena had posted, and then Haley will post something similar with a similar caption, and it's like that's weird. But I will say the um, when somebody copies you, it's usually from flattery. Like she must really obviously idolize Selena and more than yeah. you know she had wants to admit because she wants to be her so bad and that kind of stuff especially in those probably rich elite groups like that's ultimate mean girl like shady mean brutal stab you in the back and those are those those are like the true mean girls like i want nothing to do with it you know i've i've left it recently a friend group that i'm like i feel terrible when i leave hanging out with you guys i don't agree with the things that you say um you're very mean to anything boy girl kid old lady like so i just don't have respect for you so why am i still draining myself to be around you if i don't view have these views you know and i think that it takes a good person to step outside of that you know oh 100 percent agree with that so it, that takes me back to like my marriage right because david didn't have a lot of friends mm-hmm. and there was a reason he didn't have a lot of friends is because mm-hmm. he was always so negative like he was so negative and like straight up mean or mm-hmm. nasty and judgmental about everything that's everyone, how my ex was everyone and everything mm-hmm. and they were friends ironically <laughs> I, weird <laughs> ironically they were friends but like it, it sucked the life out of me mm-hmm. like t- to the point where it was just like nothing was ever good nothing like you could have an amazing day and he would find the one thing to pick it apart so when i say it goes both ways it definitely could go both ways yeah but to be a better person and to walk away or to stand up and say something that you Mm -hmm. know is not right that's a struggle i find too like Mm -hmm. yeah it's easy to walk away Mm -hmm. right but to actually speak your mind and say what you're feeling at that moment, because it could be so intense, like you're so intense, so intense at that moment that you could just explode mm-hmm. and you don't want to go that direction. You're just trying to make a point. Right? right. So that's awkward. I think all on its own, but trying to be that better person all the time, I think that we should get in the habit of, again, lifting each other up. I don't see enough of that in society today with women. We always pick them apart. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we, meaning me and you, just mm-hmm. society it's in general. The, it's right? the girl thing. Today. So it is a girl thing, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm going to notice on someone is their hair, ironically. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. their hair, because that's my background. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, did you see her roots? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that has to be a wig. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. But you know what? 
they could feel amazing mm-hmm. with that hair, with mm-hmm. that wig on, with those, you know, skinny jeans that maybe are a little too tight for them. Yeah. They could feel like a million bucks. Yeah. So who are we to judge? I know. To tear them down yeah. when they could be having a moment of epicness, right? They could be having this moment of they feel like a million bucks. They feel great. They felt like when they walked out that door, like that was the outfit that they wanted to choose. That was the hairstyle that they wanted mm-hmm. to wear. That was the lipstick color. But again, rewind that back. It's just so easy for us to be like, did you see mm-hmm. what she was wearing? Yes. Did you see? And I'm still guilty co- of doing that sometimes, you know. I've tried to flip it to be like, instead of like, man, can you believe she wore that? To like, wow, I wish I was confident enough to do that as well. I wish I didn't beat myself up so much that I wouldn't, you know, walk out like that. She obviously, like you said, feels good. I wish I could find that inner peace. Yeah. And then taking that back to that gentleman that we worked with, like he would tear apart these people. And that's exactly like where my heart goes. It's like, they could feel like a million bucks. They could Mm -hmm. feel so great about themselves that Mm -hmm. night. Who knows? And we never know what other people are going through, right? Mm -hmm. That could have been... You know, the day that they found out that they no longer had cancer mm-hmm. or they're getting a divorce from a really unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. and they needed a night out and they got dressed yeah. to the nines, right? Yep. And walked out the door and then here are other people yeah. tearing them apart. Or they just hit their goal weight. Like to society, they that might not be something that your eyes aren't proud of, but let them be proud. Who cares? Mm-hmm. What is it hurting? You know, if somebody looks away or talks you, away, it doesn't hit, hurt me. Yeah. It doesn't hurt any of us. Mm-hmm. It really, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt us at all. And so why people can be so catty and brutal breaks my heart, you know? And like yeah. we said, guilty is charged. I mean, I have definitely been there. Yeah. I try every day though, trying to get out of that cycle. My salon is not a mean girl salon. I love that about our salon. We try to build each other up. We're you know, we're lighthearted. We don't try to do anything. You know, somebody doesn't walk out the door and we're like, well, look at that person or whatever. You know, there's a lot of salons, this industry that is like that, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that I go to a place that like is my safe space and I'm not consumed by that negativity that other people, men or women could make it so toxic, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to live a happier, healthier life for a very long time personally and being that better person personally like I want to not be judgmental I want to lift people up I want to fix those crowns you know when people are feeling not so great but I did notice that when I didn't speak my mind and I kind of fell into that again walking away from that I felt like crap right right I just feel like crap yep. and when I was at the beauty school it was a big thing that I taught all the uh, the business classes so I would teach them the students how to interview like interview skills resume building skills all of that kind of stuff we did this entire course on finding the right salon that I created and I would send them on a field trip, right? Mm -hmm. And explain to them, like, don't think, don't just be like, because your one friend works at this salon, that that's the salon you want to work at. Because you don't know. You don't know. You don't know until you get there. And so they would ask me, well, how do you know? And I was just like, well, the best way to tell, like, do your research, right? Do your research first. And then once you have it narrowed down, I would always tell them, 
go and make an appointment at that salon make an appointment at that salon for whatever the cheapest and here's a these trim, students like these students trim. are just all like well we can't afford to get highlights i'm not saying get a highlight get a blowout mm-hmm. get a shampoo mm-hmm. you know get a manicure right but the best way to observe that salon that you're potentially going to want to work at is you go in as a customer when they don't know that you're interested in working there you don't tell anybody that you're interested mm-hmm. in working there and you're sitting there in the waiting room waiting for your stylist to come and get you right mm-hmm. pay attention to your surroundings are all the stylists like gathered around the front desk all talking crap about another stylist mm-hmm. like that's not good energy yeah. do you really want to put yourself in a situation like that For sure uh, are they happy are, and bubbly exactly are they is everybody having a great time and everybody's laughing and nobody's saying anything negative that's potentially a great fit for people for anybody yep. so that was always something that i would push in my classes like make an appointment make that the cheapest appointment available and just go and observe because I mean, and this is for anybody, you know, if you want to work some any place, job. Yep. any job, you want to work someplace and they have something that you could do, whether it's a restaurant or a hair salon or a, a hotel, mm-hmm. anything like that, go be a customer first and see it through the customer's eyes. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to what the employees are doing. Are they hating their jobs? If they're hating their jobs, why would you want to work there? Red flag. Yeah. Why would you want to work there? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of females all gossiping about the manager or one of the stylists or whatever it is. Why would you want to entertain that? Mm-hmm. Why would you even be better? Yep. Do better. Yep. Than what's currently out there. Because clearly in society, if this is still happening, that movie came out 20 years ago. And I remember being girls when I was in June, I mean, it's forever. Like yeah. you can go all the way to the Greece. We right. can watch the movie Greece, sure. right? What yeah. happened with those girls? Like they yeah. all made fun of Sandy, yeah, because she was the new girl and she was the preppy yeah. and blah blah blah. I mean, it's society in general, and we as females need to take a lead mm-hmm. and show them a better path. Show yeah. them that and we, squash the bullies. Like yeah. more people need to stand up to like the ringleader of the the whatever the scenario is, the mean girls or the crap talking or the negativity or the toxic like because those people if they're like if more people stand up to it like no i don't feel that way what if she does feel beautiful today that person's gonna feel like an idiot yeah they're gonna feel like an asshole yeah complete asshole yep yeah and they'll stop doing it in public settings yeah it literally just happened to me and i i hate to always be talking about chat on my podcast but that is who i am around more than my family so we were in nashville and i was with another female and it wasn't the best of comments that were being made between the two of How us. About you? No, no, between no. the two of us. Oh. Observing someone else. Okay. And Chad shut it down. He was just like, she's, she's the nicest person. Like you, and I'm like, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say anything bad. Like, and then exa- instantly I felt like mm-hmm. that ass. Instantly I felt like an ass. And I was just like, oh my God, Jennifer, here you are. Like, you, you're trying to promote being a better human and observing all these, mm-hmm. you know, amazing people, especially women that are trying to su- succeed in a men's industry. Yeah. And I just bashed her and I felt like a jerk afterwards. I think, though, the most change happens when you continuously check yourself. Like, we're never going to be perfect. And because we have been preconditioned to be able to think that it's okay to talk that way, that sometimes checking yourself is the best way to make yourself change. Like, realizing right in that moment, like, wow, yep, you're right. I I can't talk that way. Or, like, acknowledging it and making a 10% shift. Yeah. How crazy is that? Beauty school always comes back to us. 
<laughs> exactly. That was a great rule from our beauty school. I, I try to live life by it when I am falling short. Yeah. You so know? just make that 10% shift to be a better person. Mm-hmm. So it's it's rough. It's it's a cruel world out there. And people mm-hmm. judge every single day. You see it on the news. I don't watch the news anymore. I haven't watched the news since COVID because I feel like every time I turn on the news, it's just negative, 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 negative. And it puts me in a bad mood. Like from mm-hmm. the very beginning, I used to watch Good Morning America every single day before I went to Same. work. And now it's like, I don't even. I refuse to turn on the Today Show now because I can't. I just exactly. It, I don't even think that they sets. put Good Morning America on anymore. Like I, I literally tried to find it one day when I was home, and I'm like, "Oh, Good Morning America's on," and I'm like, "Oh wait, it's not on." Like what happened? Yeah, but that's. I mean, I again, I would start my day off with yep. negative, 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 and then all of a sudden, that's my entire energy day. Me too. that I bring with me everywhere I doom went. Doom and gloom and oh well, yeah, panic, everything. Exactly. Yeah, can't. I I can't. The way I start my day truly determines how my day will go you know and whether that that is like i started it on a bad foot then i might be mean and bitchy and catty and that's not how i want to be so if i start when the second my feet hit the floor in the morning trying to you know think of the best of things or not think about the negative then i become a better person throughout the day yeah so another thing that um I saw that I read. So I, I follow Mel Robbins, which I love. So I hope you follow her too. I don't know. Um, And I have her book. So if you ever want that, it's called the high five habit. Okay. So like making sure that you're always kind of, you know, being that positive role model in any way, shape or form you could possibly be. And um, uplifting your friends and your family and people that are struggling and always trying to see the good in Mm -hmm. everything. She posted that the first 45 minutes of every day you're not supposed to be on an electronic like you need that time for yourself and i truly have been doing that lately okay so as soon as i wake up like i wake up i kind of lay in bed for like 10 more minutes Uh because i'm mad (laughs) (laughs) so i gotta get in a better mood clearly i'm already starting off on a bad (laughs) note but it's like i'm mad that my alarm clock went off so it's like i lay in bed for about 10 minutes then i get up I take my vitamins and I go and make a cup of coffee and I sit on the couch in my room. I have a little couch and table and all that. And I just enjoy it. Like I just enjoy Mm -hmm. it and try and think about how I'm going to plan my day. How's it going to go? I don't pick up my phone yet. Like I don't pick up my phone until about seven. My alarm clock goes off at six 30 at about seven 30. I'll pick up my phone because then I got to start preparing because technically my day starts at eight. Like Mm -hmm. I got to have things lined up by 8 a.m. So that I don't pick it up until then. And I find that my day is a little bit more peaceful that I'm way. I try that. Yeah. And they also say to shut it down at least an hour before you go to bed. Do you do that? I don't do that. I don't do I that. I scroll until my eyes start drooping and then I lay my phone down. I'm terrible. It's gotten worse. When Brad and I first got together, like we had a no phones in bed and it was really great for us. Like we would cuddle or we would talk or we would, you know, watch a show or whatever. And now just like it's like time, like time become day, days become mundane and like the same old thing and stuff. He falls asleep the second he gets to bed. I'll roll over and scroll on my phone. And I know that's bad for me because I feel it in my sleep or like then I think about stuff when I first wake up that I saw last night and I want to change those behaviors. I should also work on that morning one because now that I have a baby, I will set my alarm a little bit earlier than anybody in the house because I just like that time to myself. You have to have that time for yourself. You have to. It's my favorite part of the day. I agree. But I'll go make coffee. I'll straighten up the living room from the night before. But then as soon as my coffee's made, I go get on my phone. And because I, as soon as Veda's up, I can't, I can't have my phone out because she'll want to touch it or, you know, but, um, my day definitely 
changes based on like whatever I look at, text yeah. messages I read that early, like anything. I think I need to make a habit to do something for myself that doesn't include my phone with that first little bit of time I get in the morning. So I'm going to work on like that. Between a half an hour and an hour every morning just for you, mm-hmm. just for you. And I literally, I sit there, whether I go hop on the elliptical out in the garage mm-hmm. and then come in and have a cup of coffee, or if I just want to sit and chill for a mm-hmm. moment, cause I just need a moment of You're calm, so calmness and quietness mm-hmm. before the house is like moving around. Exactly. Like I just need that for myself in order for me to get to the part where it's like, I got, I got to move. I got to move on. I got to, you know, get my day going and, you know, start rolling. Mm-hmm. But before that, I, if I don't have that time for myself, like the times where I have something like on the weekends, for instance, like on the weekends, my favorite thing to do is just chill, like chill in the morning, drink some coffee. Maybe there's Bailey's in it, but <laughs> like, I need that couple hours on the weekend to get me prepared for the rest of the weekend Mm -hmm. right because if I don't have that then I feel like I'm missing out so the times where I do book something early like this Saturday I'm actually regretting it now because Friday is St. Patrick's Day and of course I'm Irish everybody's Irish on St. Patrick's Day but I really I really am Irish and we're gonna partake in some festivities I have to be somewhere at 8 30 in the morning on Saturday and I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do this to myself? Is it something like major or is it something that it's like... not something major at all, but I promised Gavin it's for Gavin. And I promised him if we did that early of an appointment that afterwards we'd go do something like go to breakfast or, you know, mm-hmm. go do something. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, okay, yeah, well now I'm just pissed that I did it that early because I can't get him in for another three weeks, which is always the case. So it's like, trying to prepare myself now i'm thinking about it like oh i can't drink that too much on friday because i have to be up at 7 a.m on saturday which Mm -hmm. is the last thing i want to do on saturday and then on sunday i have stuff going on in the morning Mm -hmm. where so it's like a double whammy of not doing what my favorite thing to do is on the weekends which is nothing i hate over committing on the weekends i i i do it way too much yeah I do it way too much because there's nothing more refreshing to me than a weekend of nothing. Right. Like a weekend of nothing. I love Just it. hanging out with the boys. Straightening um, up. If I want to go meet up with someone for a drink, like it's all on the whim. Like the mm-hmm. second it's planned, I'm just like, oh, God, I hate I those plans. Uh, same thing happened to me. Um, Chad reached out about Friday. I'm like, cool. Friday's perfect. That sounds great. I had nothing going on this weekend. And then Brad switched up all these travel plans on me. He's like, we're leaving town earlier. So I had to adjust my work schedule. And now all of a sudden it's like, I'm working and you know what I mean? Like just it all kind of rolls downhill after that. And I just hate commit committing. Uh, I just am more, I like the no plan plan. Yeah. You that's know? my favorite plan. Yeah. No plans. <laughs> my favorite thing. I, I think Chad, Chad gets on me all the time because uh, he got home Friday of last week and um, I was wrapping up here and he's like, well, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, going home. He's like, how come you don't go out? My least favorite thing to do is go to a bar and go hang out. Like I, for one, I feel like I'm way too old for that. Mm-hmm. I'm way too old for that. Yeah. That but, was a day and time of your life that yeah, isn't now. Exactly. And there's no place I'd rather be than home. There really is me no too. place I'd rather be than home. The comfort of my home gives me the most relaxation. Me too. Makes me the happiest. Makes me want to be the best mom possible, the best friend possible, mm-hmm. all of that, right? So it's just, it's a lot. 
but trying to find that time for yourself to where you're in that good, you have that good energy going on and then you don't produce a negative outlook on other people. I think more women need to figure out how to make that happen. Because again, today, 2023, here we are middle of March. I can't even believe I just said that. The middle that is of crazy, March, right? 2023. Uh, we are in the middle of March. Society has set a standard for women. And somehow we have to break that mold mm-hmm. because we if we promote each other and build each other up and lift each other up, we're doing so much more good. So many more good things for not just that individual, but everyone around us. Yep. Compliments. They go so far in life. Like yeah. if, if you could just set your whole day and like, I know you don't see a lot of people cause you go from your house to this house and then you're around the dudes, you know, but <laughs> don't care. <laughs> but like, you know, maybe you're at the grocery store and maybe you tell somebody, I like your glasses or your hair looks good today or wow, what foundation, what perfume do you use? Something that might make that one person, you have no clue the struggle people battle every day. Yep. That may make their day. You know, one time I was at the grocery store and one lady was like, those are the cutest shoes I've ever seen. I got them on like Shein. And I was like, oh, those? Yeah. Thank you. You made my day. And it was like a yep. day I was struggling and felt terrible about myself, you know? And that person changed my outlook of my day. And so exactly. if we all like start doing that, it, you know, kindness will regenerate everywhere. Obviously it's, it's going to take a huge movement, but, but we have to start that movement sometime. Yeah. So this literally just happened to me when I was in Nashville. So, uh, we were all about to go out and it was after a long day of the trade show. And we were all planning to go to this party that was at this bar across the street from where we were staying. I changed my outfit three times because everything I put on, like, I just didn't feel cute. So I finally put on one outfit, which I've actually worn when I've gone out with you and Brad. Um, but I put on one outfit and I was just like, it is what it is at this point. I don't even care. Like now I'm being rushed because mm-hmm. everybody's saying I'm late. I put on the outfit. I go downstairs and I don't really know where I'm going to meet it over. This hotel is ginormous. And so I walked up to the, there's this lady behind the baggage claim um, area or like a place where you could drop off your luggage. And I walk up and I'm like, um, I'm like, excuse me. And she's like, girl your outfit she's like i'm feeling it you look like a million bucks and i was just like like, literally like i I have goosebumps just thinking about (laughs) it right now because i was feeling so frumpy and not the best and didn't it change your whole demeanor 100 percent. like i walked out and i was just like thank you thank you so much yeah and i walked out and i was just smiling from ear to ear and i could feel like my cheeks getting red because I was so happy Uh that I turned around and I went back to the desk and I said to the lady I was just like I just want to let you know you just made my day like you just made my day and I needed that tonight because I did not feel pretty at all and she's like girl you look amazing go kill it and I was like I'm gonna go kill it thank you (laughs) and then I walk into this bar and I knew all these people like oh my god you look so good you look and I was just like oh my god I like I needed this so bad tonight. Isn't there nothing better than women that build up women? I agree. You could be strangers. You could be best friends. You could be anything. And it's like, I, there's needs to be more of that, you know? Well, how do we change it? Well, I'm going to start with my daughter and one, I always want her to see me being the nice friend and the nice person. So I, so she just knows that that's just how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I was kind of raised that like, 
sometimes when I would get attention from my parents, it would be because we'd be talking smack or like something, you know, and it was like, we kind of thrived on that. And that's not what I want. I don't want it to be like, I'm a safe space for you to come talk shit. I want it to be like, I'm a safe space to talk about the amazing things, you know? And I want to, I want my daughter to one, I always want her to be included. Like I want her number to feel bullied or, you know, like have be part of that, like the opposite side of the mean girl thing. But I never want her to be in that mean girl click. I want her to know that, you know, you don't have to like everybody, but you have to include them. You have to respect them. You have to be nice to them. Um, and they're just things that I want to instill in her so she can carry that on and continue it on. I don't want to be the place that she, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I thought you were okay. crying. No, I'm good. No, no, no. I wasn't crying. I promise. <laughs> but that would have been sweet if you oh, were. Oh, <laughs> yes, I'm crying. Um, but okay. no, but I do, I think it starts at home and it starts within your friend groups and it starts when you go to the grocery store and, you know, every day, if you just try to say five nice things about something doesn't even have to be to someone but about things people pick up that energy and that positivity and trust me more people want to be like the nice people than they do the mean people it's just easier to fall into that meanness yeah and i think that's where the change happens i agree so uh i've talked about this before we talked about this in the high school podcast that we did a few weeks ago but kaden my son um, freshman year of high school lost his best friend, right? They stopped talking and it was devastating for us because mm-hmm. he'd been in our lives since the, the second grade or something right. like that. So freshman year and then everybody did something amazing for him here to try and pump him up and he kind of found a different group. Well, two weeks ago, Kate and I were having a conversation and it was about, and I'm always like wanting to know if there's bullies and people and I've talked about it yep. a lot on this podcast like it doesn't phase my kids yep. which is great I love that I love that at this point at, in 16 years so far I'm doing great mm-hmm. right and raising these gentlemen which I couldn't be more proud of well he starts talking about his one of his other best friends this little girl uh, named Mia who used to live next door and they she hasn't lived next door in forever but they stay in con- with, contact with her Kaden has become like super, super close with her. Well, Kaden said something uh, about the fact that she has a boyfriend now and, you know, like she doesn't ever talk to him. And I said to him, well, did you make any effort? Like, are you making any effort to communicate? Because communication is the key to everything, Mm -hmm. to the key to everything. So here he was feeling down because one of his best friends stopped talking to him, but that really wasn't the case. It was just like a little bit lack of communication between the two of them. So I said, reach out. Like, I don't understand why you're not reaching out. You can't expect everybody else to do something. If you're doing nothing, I come home from work last week and he's all, no, I picked him up cause he went straight from after school to work and I picked him up from work that night. And he, I was just like, how was your day? And he was just like, well, work was good. He's like, but, school was weird and i'm like well what happened you know your mama bear coming out i'm like what happened who do i need to go talk to blah 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 and he's just like well i took your advice and i'm like my advice and he's like well remember the other day how you're telling me about mia and you said have i made any effort and he's like and i made an effort and he's like and we're right back on track i'm like perfect he's like but i took that advice a little bit further and he's like and i walked up to his friend that they were no longer friends anymore as of freshman year 
um, he's like, I walked up to him at school today and asked him if we could have a conversation. And he's like, and we talked and now we're friends again. Wow. And I, he was just like, I wouldn't have done it if you didn't tell me like you made the you, you pointed it out that I need to make an effort. So I wanted to make that effort cause I miss him. And I was like, my heart exploded. Yeah. And I literally was talking to, um, that boy's mom, Jessica. So she's a good friend of mine. And I mean, we've been in each other's lives forever since your kids were kids for kids. at least 12 years. And, oh, maybe not that long, but still like since they were in elementary school and she had just listened to the high school podcast and she sent me a message and she was just like, I just listened to it. She's like, it breaks my heart. Like, I don't understand what happened. So I haven't communicated with her yet since then. Cause we kind of went back and forth. Like, uh-huh. oh, you know, yeah. hopefully and she's like, fingers crossed something will happen. Definitely. A week later, they're friends again. How cool. And I was just like, it makes my heart sing. I was going to tell you, you know, I follow your kids on social media and it really seems like he is thriving as far as like, He's posting all these photos of his friend groups and the it just makes he works me, with. Yeah, exactly. It makes me really proud. And I don't want ever anybody to feel alone or left out or, yeah. you know, and for even for boys, like we said, high school or, you know, uh, there's mean, it's not only mean girls. It's just like mean people can be mean. And, you know, you start going into middle school, high school, you know, like uh, my, my nephew deals with it at 11. Like if you're not an athlete then the athletic boys don't want to hang out with you. Like you're not cool. Or if you're not this, like they don't want to talk to you anymore because you've diverted off. Like it goes back to just what I want to teach Veda. Like you don't have to understand everybody, but you have to be kind to them. Exactly. And that goes a long way. And like you said, communication, like maybe you don't understand me. You know, I've had friends, some that we know that have told me like, you're too much. You're too much for me. I'm not going to change who I am, but maybe you can have a conversation and try to understand me and understand why I am the way I am. You know, Mm -hmm. if that makes you uncomfortable, that's fine. We do not have to be friends, but understand who I am before you just tell me I don't want to or turn your back like for no reason. So I think it's funny that you say that because you and I had a little tiff like very, very early in our friendship. And you were very open and were like, let's meet for lunch. And we met, met for lunch and we got everything out and we put it all out on the table of everything that we were kind of struggling with. And it was done yeah. over with. Like we didn't see eye to eye, but let's try to figure out how we can see eye to eye. Exactly. And I don't think it's ever been, I don't think we've ever misunderstood each other since. Nope. You know? No. Again, that comes back to communication. Mm-hmm. Right. Not completely. Sometimes I have to tell my best friend like, Hey, maybe we should just have a quick like rundown really quick. Like I'm not feeling my needs are met or maybe you're not feeling your needs are met in our friendship. What are we, what's, what, how are we hitting and missing right now? Like, let's figure it out because those relationships mean a lot to me. You know, I don't want to just turn my back on, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to, you know, like, let's figure it out. Communication is the key. Exactly. And I'm so glad that Caden did that. Yes. I know, right? Those are, uh, this boy, he's not even a boy. really good mom, Jen. He's not a boy. He's a man. Like, and I literally had to have this conversation. I had this conversation with him two nights ago because I was just like, you guys are just boys. And I looked at Caden and Caden kind of gave me like the side eye, like a boy. And I was like, you are so grown son like you're so grown and i'm so proud i know teenagers don't teenage boys don't want to hear this but he looks so much like you i do think so because when okay so when they were born everybody said everyone said that kaden looked like david and gavin looked like opposite see and i i I don't see myself in either one of them 
Like, and I, I think, think it's when it's like, your own because you see them every day. Like, but I think outside looking in, he posted a picture and he's got his glasses and he's got his perfect smile right now. And I was like, dang, that is Jen's child. <laughs> <laughs> Jeans are strong oh, on that one. <laughs> his hair is like so crazy. It's so long. And it was just the other day, Tom, um, at me, we were going through this video that we did like, gosh, it was two years ago because it was St. Patrick's Day two years ago. And we were filming with a GoPro like on a stand above, like looking down at the food. And then all of a sudden Tom just sends me a text and there's Caden like pops his head underneath. (laughs) And he's so like, looks like a little baby Uh with his little short haircut and like his teeth are all like, Uh and it was just, I was just like, Oh my God, look at him now. He was just like, I didn't even know who it was at first because like now I think of Caden exactly how he looks. Right. right? right. It was just great. It's crazy. It is crazy. uh, I'm glad I'm winning at the mom game because yeah, some days I really don't feel like some days I really do feel is like your best yeah exactly you know and then you know what there's gonna be some days where you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. like you don't want to do your best you don't want to do your worst you just don't want to do it and mm-hmm. that's okay mm-hmm. it is okay especially the single mamas out there I know personally how full your plate is mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis I know I get it for all of my single mama listeners out there like I get it more than you would ever understand because I'm doing it all by myself. I don't have an ex-husband to where I could drop him off every other week Mm -hmm. or, you know, a grandparent that I could drop them off at their house, you know, or depend on an aunt to come pick him up if I needed a... It's just me. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just me. Mm -hmm. So there are days where I don't want to do it. Like, I just don't want to do it. And I don't, it's not that I don't want to see my kids or I don't want to hang out with my kids, but there's just times that I just need some me time Mm -hmm. where if I book something in the morning and like, I'll be gone for hours Mm -hmm. just because I just needed to get away from my house for a minute Mm -hmm. because it's just, sometimes it just, it's rough because again, now I have two boys that live with me and my mom lives with me now. Mm -hmm. And there's just times where I don't want to be around any of them no that's okay though you told me when i first had beta like one time you went to the grocery store and you just took your time mm-hmm. looking yesterday i've been home brad's been off because the weather's been terrible he, you know he builds digs pools you can't really do that in the snow and the mud and everything and so since beta went into the hospital he's pretty much been off work and it's been between him and i and she you know she's a baby she needs me and the other day i was just like touched out He's squeezing my butt, which I love, and I'm grateful that he wants to touch on me, and then she's touching me. And so I left, and I went to Home Depot. (laughs) Girl. (laughs) I spent so long at Home Depot looking at paint samples, and then I was like, hmm. Just gonna go look at some blinds. <laughs> like I you just was, needed that moment. I did, and I came back refreshed. See? And it's okay. It's a hundred percent okay. And it's a ho- okay every now and then to tap out and just throw in the towel and be like, I just need a few hours to I myself. I felt so much better. You yep. know, I, I like ran minuscule errands also, but like when I was at Home Depot, I kind of like pumped the brakes and like. Okay, I just called. She's napping. He's watching hockey. I'm taking my time, you yeah. know? And then I came back more positive, more happy, a better person, a better mom, ready to go cook dinner, like ready to spend time with them, exactly. excited to, you know? Exactly. And so it's important to take that that time for yourself. Don't feel guilty. Don't ever feel guilty. Don't ever feel guilty. Like, even if you're having that mom moment where you got to scream, realize that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like even if, cause I've done it 
far too many times where I blow up over something that I really shouldn't blow up on just because really it's, it's a factor of my day, how mm-hmm. my day was mm-hmm. of how I'm going to react to my kids. So maybe mm-hmm. I was around negative people all day long. And the one thing when I came home wasn't done that I asked to be done. Like I lose it. I'm similar. I lose it. And afterwards like after it all happens and after my kids are upset or whoever maybe it's even my mom like I've upset her about things like give it 30 minutes then come back and be like listen I didn't mean to pop off like how I popped off Mm -hmm. but I need you to understand the importance of tasks that I give you or situations that I need you to handle Mm -hmm. because again single mama trying to do it all including work cook dinner clean the house like I cannot do it all by myself and you guys are old enough to be able to realize what I need help with Mm -hmm. so then it's like I kind of apologize without really apologizing and they get it they understand but you took that minute to like make that shift and like readdress like okay it's not about you it's about me and like I just needed to get my thoughts in order you know sorry without saying sorry basically this is what I need from you to not have that happen again. Exactly. And you they know? understand that. And they understand that. And even your kids, they might, you might have flipped out on them a little bit wrong or your parents, whoever it is, they're going to understand when you come back and you give yourself that breathing room and you're able to come back and assess the situation that you kind of just left mm-hmm. and come in and make sure everybody understands why you were so upset about something and then have this understanding with everyone about the situation Mm -hmm. like having that mutual respect for everybody and everybody's decision and how everybody reacts like it's so important again communication Mm -hmm. if I just come home and I'm already pissed off because I had a bad day and I just let my kids have it and then I go lock myself in the room for the rest of the night my kids are going to feel like crap before I go to bed that is I'm a firm believer of never go to bed mad never go to bed mad at anybody Mm -hmm. like never go to bed mad no matter what the situation is whether it's a friend a spouse a partner a child anything like that like have your moment but everybody has to have peace by the Mm -hmm. time the night yeah. end let's try this again like mm-hmm. yeah i agree um yeah not uh, my sister is good at this too like never sending your kid to school like you just flipped out before school because that's going to change their day too and it goes back it's like the same as mean girls it's like mean parents like you have to check yourself sometimes you know and like make sure they don't go to bed that way don't leave the house that way like life is too short you have to like have your moment we're all allowed to like lose it for a second and but like regroup come back to it make it better yeah. Don't go to sleep upset because nobody's going to sleep well. You're going to wake up in the next morning walking on eggshells like, is everyone still upset? You know, That's exactly what the problem is. Like, And then I learned that very, very, in the very beginning of my relationship, like with David, that because, again, we were together for 17 years. We had our ups and downs with everything, mm-hmm. just like every relationship does. But I remember going to bed upset about a situation. And it's like, you, again, you wake up and it's just like you're still mad mm-hmm. or you're still hurt mm-hmm. of whatever got said or whatever you said, you know, like, and then, then you continue that cycle of that negativeness, right? Mm-hmm. So, or that negativity, negativeness, listen to me making up words. Thank you, Chloe. <laughs> Thanks, Chloe. It's Chloe. Two glasses. You know, 
ratio. Two glasses isn't um, even But the, of that negativity, you continue on with it, and then the path doesn't end until you stop it. You have to stop it. Yeah. I am a... guilty of, like, if I'm frustrated with Brad, because usually in that moment, he and I are not good at just, like, addressing it or whatever. So I'll go to the room. I'll go to bed, everything. But then it lingers into the next day. Yeah. And then we've just poisoned that next day with something that could have been resolved, you know? Yeah. And I hate that feeling. You yep. have to just like, okay, I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me. You pissed me off. I pissed you off. Let's agree to disagree. Go to bed feeling good. And let's start this, try this again tomorrow. Exactly. And it, it's not, it's as simple as that. You don't even need to hash out whatever the reasoning was. Like, exactly. You just have to go to bed with a clear conscience. Now, there's going to be situations to where I'm not saying with you. No, ever. I know. I'm I know not saying mean. I'm saying in general, like our listeners, uh, maybe someone can adapt to some, this situation, but there's going to be times where it's not going to be okay to wake up in a good mood. Like there really is going to be times like, let's say like you cross the line, you cross the line or I hate to talk about abuse on this, but I did an entire podcast about an abusive relationship that I was in if you're in a situation like that, it's okay to wake up and not feel easy, mm-hmm. right? It's okay for you to f- wake up and still be upset about a situation. That is different. That's not what we're trying to talk about today. Right, right. We're talking about stupid arguments. Yeah. Over dinner. Yeah. Over, you know, I maybe you scratched your car at the parking lot at right. Home Depot. And <laughs> like, like it really, yeah. it is what it is. No, yeah. Like these, there's certain things you can't control in life. Mm-hmm. Those are things that you can easily let go the next day. Now, if it's a different situation, again, abuse, um, narcissist, uh, being with a narcissist, being with an argumentative or a verbal abuser, like it's okay to go to bed mad or upset or hurt and then still wake up feeling like that the next day. Now, if that's the case, we need to take a bigger look at that picture, yeah, you gotta address right? That we got to We got to address that differently. So if you're struggling with stuff like that, again, I just had a conversation with a female to where she opened up to me about things that I never thought she would have opened up to me. It's not like this is person is my friend, mm-hmm. but they felt that they could trust me with information. They felt that they could easily talk to me about a situation. And I hundred percent agreed. Like I, I didn't agree with her, but I hundred percent understood mm-hmm. what she was trying to say, what she was trying to come across as like putting the situation out there. And I understood and I had empathy and compassion mm-hmm. for what she was going through at that moment. If people had more compassion and empathy towards others, I think this would be a better world in general. Totally. In general, because you never know, because nobody would have ever thought this person, mm-hmm. what they were going through, that that would ever happen. Mm-hmm. Even the best of us have breakdowns. Even the best of us have problems. Hard have lives. Issues. People don't know. Have, exactly. People, we, that's, and that is the biggest thing that I could say for this podcast is that you're judging that woman because of the wig she has on. Mm-hmm. Or the pants that are too tight. You never know what that person, maybe they're wearing that wig because Mm -hmm. they've had chemotherapy and they can't grow hair currently, or Mm -hmm. they lost all their hair from something Mm -hmm. like that. Maybe again, like you said, they just went through a huge weight loss battle and they feel so confident in those pants that might be a little too tight for them. Who are we to judge as humans, Mm -hmm. as humans? 
someone else's lives, someone else's demeanor, someone else's look. We, that's where we need to stop all of this. Yep. Shut it down. Think more positively. Look at what that person, who that person is and how amazing that person could possibly be. And also realize that there's something that you might not even know mm-hmm. is going on in their lives. And on the opposite end from like that, that, that person that you might be judging that is going through their own battle, the person who is the ringleader of saying those negative or mean or hurtful things like hurt people hurt people yep and that starts from somewhere and the more you like try to get to the bottom of like well why do you why do you feel the need to hurt that person yeah well you know like that goes deep too like what you're obviously going through something you may not even know surface wise of why you're being so derogatory or hurtful or brutal to somebody else that there's got to be a reason it's not okay and so being able to tell people like that way you feel you yeah i don't hate children there's got to be a reason for that so you don't have to be mean to all children because you hate children that's something you need to look within or whatever whatever the situation be Mm -hmm. maybe or like her wearing tight leggings offends you maybe you need to work on that insecurity within yourself you know versus like who care don't worry about other people worry about yourself exactly that's the only person you have to worry Worry about yourself and your household yep you know and that's all i can do in life that's all i can do at this point in life yeah it's just try to be a better human and raise amazing humans that's my purpose and i am always a positive person like i'm really not jen you are one of the most positive even when we all get into these cycles you are so positive you try to bring people up you are a day maker you you bring light to a room like you you are so you should feel that you're so sweet no i'm i know this i know other people that feel this way um more people need to be like you i appreciate you saying that but again i i have a rough past i have a rough past i have a story i had a rough marriage i've been through a lot and i know i've talked about it before but when i worked at the beauty school and my husband was super sick for the last it got really bad that last year that he was there uh, that i that he the was- last year that he was here right I was in and out of the hospitals all the time, all of this. I know I've talked about it enough, but there was one student when David actually died and I finally took time off of work. Again, I keep going to work because that was my happy place Mm -hmm. that kept me going. It was completely my outlet. He said when they made the announcement that I wasn't going to be back for a minute because that my husband died. This one student went up to um, one of the employees that worked there and was like, I never, never would have thought Jennifer was going through anything because every day she showed up in a great mood, trying to make everybody's day better, trying to encourage happiness and love and support and joy and make sure that we're all having fun. Never would I thought that she was going through what she was going through at that moment. That is how I live my life. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows. I don't come in in a crappy mood to work ever, mm-hmm. ever, no matter what I'm going through mm-hmm. because everybody's going through something. So it's just how they, I guess, portray it to the world. 
do I want a bunch of people feeling sad for me all the time? Absolutely not. That's not me. I don't like attention. I don't like people like when people come up to me, like for, for when David died, right? Like everybody wanted to come up and give me a hug and tell me how sorry they were for me. That brings me down. That makes me emotional. That gets me upset and makes me think of, you know, not makes me think of terrible things, but it just puts my mind at a bad place. Instead of you just being like, Jen, I'm sorry that you're going through this. Like if there's anything I could do, that's the kind of person that I need. Mm -hmm. Those are the friends that I need in my life. Not ones that are going to come and cry for me or be upset when they hear my story or like when people hear, you just want people here. to have compassion, but not like bring exactly. you down. Exactly. And it's like, I I feel like I tell my story more now than I ever have in my past. And when people hear it, they're just like, I can't believe you went through that. Like, I feel so bad. Don't feel bad for me. Like, mm-hmm. please don't feel bad for me. I don't feel bad for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't take anything back that I've been through because that is who has made me who I am today. Yeah, I I agree with you completely. I mean we we all have things you know i don't even know what to say we all we all have things and i i don't know i I don't have a relationship with my parents and sometimes that comes up a lot now that i have a child and i'm in the salon and people ask me like oh you know things um when they when i tell a little bit of my story with that um when they start feeling sorry for me it kind of brings me back to this like deep depressive spot i don't like that like this is who i am um this has made me who i am um i appreciate that you have compassion for what i went through nobody will ever know but um compassion for that but like i don't want to go back to this place where i feel sorry for myself because i don't you know like i'm am who i am because of the things i've gone through um, so I understand that part of things. I hate it when someone says, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm like, don't say sorry. Mm-hmm. You didn't know me and you didn't know my husband. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't you didn't know us. Mm-hmm. So don't don't say sorry. Like, just be on an understanding mm-hmm. that I've been through life. Just like a lot of people have been mm-hmm. through life. Have that compassion again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have that compassion. I appreciate when people feel sorry because I think that they're trying to relate. But I'm grateful that they don't they can't because that means that they haven't gone through the struggle I've gone through or the struggle you've gone through. Um, so all it means is like they're trying to put themselves in my shoes, but they can't. So they're sorry, you yeah. know? So maybe people come mean it, you know, in a different way than maybe it's been taken. I hate it when people say they're sorry, unless they like truly are sorry about something that they did. Right. Like I hate when people are just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Or, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't stand it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Like, don't, don't mm-hmm. feel sorry. Please don't feel sorry. Like, you don't know what the situation was. You don't know where I am right now in my life. You don't know any of the back story of that. Mm-hmm. So don't be like, start off with, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that I've met when I do tell them my story, they don't do that. And I love and appreciate that Good. more than anything. Good. You know, like Chad Mendez, who I absolutely adore. Like, I love that man. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> we love you. But I haven't gotten the honor to meet him yet, but I looked at him. I was in I was in um, a car with him and his friend for eight hours. We drove from here to Reno to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. And the guy that was in the front seat, it's the first time he's ever met me and wanted to kind of know my background and how I started working with Chad and all of that. And I just told him my whole star- story. 
and I love the fact that Chad Mendes has never turned around and looked at me and was just like, I'm so sorry for everything that you've been through. He just sits there and he like looks at me and like, he'll give me a wink. Like, girl, you got this. Like, yeah, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like, I love that. I yep. hate it when people, I don't. Cause you're not looking back. You're looking forward. Always, always. And there, it's just hard to explain until you're in a situation like that. Like when people tell you that they're sorry or they they want to fill some type of way if, for what you've gone through I understand the compassion that's what I get more than anything and that's what I appreciate more than anything but the second that they start feeling sorry for me you don't know me you don't know where I am in my life you don't know any of that so please don't feel sorry for me mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. have a different mindset on that mm -hmm. have some compassion and be like okay there's certain subjects I can't talk to her about which I'm an open book. You could talk right. to me about anything. Mm -hmm. And that's where I go with that one person who I talked to on the phone. When she felt enough confidence to have a conversation, she had that conversation with me. That's what I want. An understanding, an understanding of who I am as a person and understanding that I have compassion in others, no matter what they're going through mm -hmm. and a sense of love, mm -hmm. not a, I'm sorry that you're going through this girl. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. If you ever need someone to talk to, you have my number. Mm -hmm. I'm a great person to talk to. And that's what I always tell people. Like if you ever feel like you're falling apart or you're having a rough day or you're having a rough week, month, year, whatever that is, and you just need someone to listen. I'm a great person for that. Mm -hmm. I'm a great person because I'm going to understand and, and I'm going to have compassion to what you're saying. And I'm not going to give you any advice. I'm not going to give you an advice. If you just want me to listen, by all means, I can listen. Mm -hmm. If you want some advice, I got plenty of advice. Mm -hmm. I've been through the ringer and back. Like if you want some advice, I can give you a, a, some advice. But a lot of people don't want advice. They just want someone to listen. Mm -hmm. And I'm always there for that. Like yeah. I am always there for that. And I make sure that I have that open communication with all of my friends and my family. Like even my family will tell you, like you're the realest my one cousin Sherry said something one time she was just like we were all talking about you um when we were wherever about you're the realest person in our family and I couldn't have walked away with a bigger heart yeah and I appreciated me being one of the younger people in my family that you guys think that of me mm -hmm. because that's how I live that's my life. life yeah that's how I live my life yeah you know, sometimes when Sarah and I talk about like heavy stuff, like, okay, like I got to get this off my chest or I got to talk about this or like, this is serious. I always tell her like, do you want advice or do you want compassion? Like, do, what do you need from me? Because I want to be what you need from me. Um, and maybe like, if I feel differently, that's a conversation for a different day. But right now, like you're in your moment, like what, what do you need from me? Because I want to be that kind of friend, you know, I don't want to exactly. go in just being like, well, you should do this and no, no, you know, like I don't want to be that way lay it on me let's decompress take a deep breath feel your feelings and then later we'll address if you if it might not if you know when you're out of this moment let's talk about it again later you know exactly i had this conversation with amber uh one time because she was she was just having a rough time and she didn't know if she was making the right decisions on her and i was just like stopped her and i'm like stop stop what you're doing because look at where you are to where you were 
four years ago Mm -hmm. when you first moved here and you had nothing and you were working three damn jobs and you were not in a healthy relationship and but now here you are getting married to the man of your dreams who's going to take care of you like a great job stability you have a great job exactly let's just look at the positives and everything right Mm -hmm. look at the positives and that's where i think society goes wrong because automatically i feel like everybody tends towards the negative like oh well i don't want to do this because of everybody this could be the consequence you could tell people anything and they'll only tell you their negative thoughts towards it like anything it could be the simplest thing like nobody just is like oh okay you want to do that that's great does that make you feel good then okay i i'm I don't have to say if I agree or disagree, but they only want to tell you the negative side of it. And I hate that. I hate that too. You know, I hate that too. I have stopped, uh, a long time ago. I stopped coming home from work and I'm not saying that with this job, Chad, I'm not saying it about this job. I'm (laughs) saying in jobs in general, when you have a bad day at work and you come home and you're in a bad mood and you reflect that all onto your family and you have that on, conversation with your family then all of a sudden they feel a certain way towards your job or mm-hmm. your career or the people that you're around i don't want that mm-hmm. like i don't want that i cut that so long ago from i mean i've been in retail i feel like my whole entire life and every day there could have been a million reasons things could go wrong right and i'd come home and complain about it to david you know my kids mm-hmm. are in the room and i don't even care like because i'm just going to complain about mm-hmm. whatever it is the situation now everybody hates that situation mm-hmm. that's not what i was looking for right like that's not what i was looking for at all so again 10 percent shift making that change come home how was your day it was pretty good or if it wasn't that good, I'm just like, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it? No, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. If I need someone to vent to, I know exactly who I can vent to mm-hmm. about whatever the situation is that's arised. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the second that you open up about that negativeness, look at me, negative Negativity? <laughs> negativeness. That okay, negativeness. <laughs> that negativity. Then they have a negative perception on whatever it is that you're complaining Mm -hmm. about. And I don't want that. And I don't want that for anybody. I don't want anybody to feel bad. I think drama in general, drama in general, I try not to do in my life. Like I really try not to do. I'm the same because the less that I don't give a fuck, the easier my life is. Mm -hmm. The less that I am engaged in problems and drama and whatever bad attitudes, the less it affects me mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis and the happier I am and the easier it is for me to wake up every morning and do exactly what I try and do. Yeah. Make people smile, have a good day, make sure that my kids are in the right mindset and are making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. And I killed it. Yep. Like I killed it yep. for the day. Yep. And that is lifting each other up. Ladies and gentlemen, that is lifting people up is don't focus on that negative. Focus on the positive parts of your day. Even if you had a bad day, take away there couldn't have been the entire day couldn't have been a disaster there had to have been something great like yeah. maybe you got a qdoba burrito that's great yeah who doesn't love qdoba for sure you got queso yep gratitude journals are supposed to be like life-changing i i've never stuck to one but like really at the end of your day sitting there and been like okay made it my day may have been shit i may have 
totaled my car or, you know, my bank account may be overdrawn. But let me think of the good, you know, if you can just think of those couple of good things. Positivity outweighs negativity, you know, and um, like the meanness and the cruelness of the world. So if you just take a minute to reflect or not put that on your family. I used to work a cubicle job and 40 hours a week and I would just come home so mad and moody and I hated the world and then that would reflect in my relationship and I'd be cooking dinner and I'm like get away like leave me alone like I just need you know um thank god I'm not that way anymore because that person that I was she was not happy and she was not nice and um she wasn't going anywhere good now like I take this time to I may not write in a gratitude journal but like on my way home it's my favorite sometimes I don't even turn on music and I just like <sighs> yep take a deep breath and get excited to go home and see my family because it's outside of my work life and exactly. you know we're doing hair people put on a lot of their things in life you know I have cancer I have I'm getting a divorce my spouse is cheating on me uh, my kid flunks school you know all sorts of things that I take on without even knowing that silence on the way home has made me a better person yep when I get home to my family yeah. you know I get I get that one completely I get that one this is a good podcast. It is. We started with Mean Girls. Now we're just like, like we're going to talk about Mean Girls for 15 minutes and we're going to be done. And look at us now. An hour, but screw Haley Bieber. <laughs> Team Selena all the way. Yeah. That ratchet <laughs> hoe Haley. Oh, jeez. Oh, but if you could take away anything from this podcast today, just make sure that you are doing your best to be a better person. If and you are a nice. female, look at someone, just a stranger, just a stranger. And give them a compliment Mm -hmm. because like we talked about today, like compliments go so far and they can really change someone's day, their life, their year. It could change everything by Mm -hmm. just saying something super nice to someone. Mm -hmm. I always feel better when someone is, someone gives me the slightest little bit of a compliment. I'm just like, I needed that today. Like Mm -hmm. I needed that so much. And if we all have that compassion towards everyone world be a better place it would be. yeah and be genuine about it like don't be surface like really like go pull out of your heart and like really be kind and like in mean girls oh my god that skirt it's so cute oh it's vintage yeah and it's the <laughs> ugliest skirt i've ever seen yeah don't be like yeah. her yeah exactly. don't be like her i love that you quoted it yeah <laughs> find whatever it is that you notice and make it happy make it genuine make it positive and just by doing those little things you're changing this world and that's what this world needs and if you're not changing the whole world in that moment you are gonna feel good and that person is gonna feel better they're gonna feel great you know yeah well, this is a good one cheers to you cheers love to you. you love you so yeah, much and this is no fun. more mean girls no more mean girls at all unless we're watching the movie <laughs> which i might actually watch tonight because it's wednesday uh, it's wednesday and i don't have any pink on i don't even think i own pink it was funny when i was saying that in there and you're like i didn't even know you were in the house anymore you were talking to I was yourself talking to myself and i was like damn we're gonna talk about mean girls that i not even wear pink and you're like i didn't know you were in here still that was that made my day well i'm glad i can make your day you made my day oh good i love you i love you too thank you guys for listening thank you this life fame for everybody we just thank you guys so much for the support and for doing all the hard work ali beck is our new producer so i want to give you a shout out girl because i know you are a mom with a handful of kids and you're trying to make this work so thank you for 
at least listening to our podcast while you're editing it. We appreciate you. Thank you. And if anybody has any more ideas of stuff we can talk about, Jen I and think I love a, shooting it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we got a good handful of things that people want to hear us talk about. Yes. So communicate with us. We love that. We love communication. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.